What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster DeFace, bringing you guys another one. Today is recording, February 22nd. You might be thinking, Monster, where the heck have you been for the last two weeks? Where's the podcast? No practice makes perfect. No Fortnite podcast. There's a lot going on. We should be hearing from you. Well, guess what? My good friends at the podcast family had a son. He's born. He's here. He's taking up a lot more time than I expected. I'm sure you guys can understand as to why I needed just a little bit more wiggle room to go ahead and ease into the dad life of an infant, of course. With that being said, I want to thank you guys for coming through, checking out the episode. We have a lot to talk about and catch up on. We're going to cut some of the fat and just get straight to what's important. You see the title, N.A. Sensor was here. But before we jump into that, this is a special one. It's just a little one-on-one with me and my boy, SBG. What's up, somebody's going? What's going on? This is the first time I get to do this. It's pretty exciting. Also, congrats on your child. Uh, you were telling me it's going well, so I'm glad to hear that. And the best to you and your family as you, you continue to raise a little boy. Heck yeah, man. There's there's a lot going on there, dude. Just just watching a child develop. Like It's only been about two weeks and already... You know, just seeing him open his eyes more and be more cognitive of his surroundings. And it's crazy, bro. One day, SVG, you might jump down this path and, and you're going to see. And I'm sure you'll love it. But let's uh, let's get into some Fortnite, man. Let, let's start let's start talking about the meat and potatoes of today's episode. We have some cool things to cover. Um, NA Central. It's been, I think, on the on the tip of all of our tongues for quite some time now. The rumors were out there. And honestly, the rumors dropped about three or four months ago. And it's only now that we're finally seeing it. it was true. It has happened. Yeah. I think the first one was when the beginning of this year in the blog posts are like NA West and NA East are going to have special privileges when it comes to qual spots. And everyone's like, okay, that, that means something, right? Like there's clearly they're coming together, but it didn't wind up happening for one reason or another. But now finally, Epic is like, all right, we're ready. Dallas. We got the servers up. We're ready to go. That is where the new central server is, is Dallas, Texas. And starting next season, all tournaments will be played on the central server. And there's only one North American region now. That is that is like huge for all of competitive. And honestly, if you're just like a casual player, you probably get better ping. If you live in the middle of the country, you get more people to play with as opposed to trying to play all the way on west or east so it, it's good for like the general audience i'm interested to see what your thoughts are and like the more competitive pieces because i definitely have a few yeah this is a hot topic right now uh, i was excited to hear that any central came to fortnite only excited because of the prospects of what competition is going to be like let's look back at 2017 2018 early competition days it was very, very clear that we didn't know who was the best in America was, but NA East in particular started to excel. By whose perception? I don't know. Just the pros that decided to take control, right, and, and create this ecosystem that was bubbling, and they built something on top of it. That, for, for whatever reason, was the only reason I think NA East kind of was the king in the dominant region. Because when it came down to the international competition, it's very clear players like Epic Whale came right up at the top, Arkham right up at the top, right? So NA West was never really bad by any means. It was just not as popular. But that all starts to change now, NA Central. Let's fast forward. Four or five years later, here we are. There's no more NA East, NA West. 
This is literally going to start combining all competition. It's going to elevate the level of skill. And I'm a little bit afraid to say that the NA West players jumping into Central might, might bring more of that EU feel and might actually change up the standings more than the NA East players are expecting. And I say that because for the last couple years, NA West in particular has really turned into like a Zone Wars box fight community. And we all know that fighting skill brought with a little bit of game sense kind of mirrors what EU looks like. And that, that's a dangerous region. Yeah, that was, that's a really good point. Because it's a smaller region, like you can't quickly just queue into arena and practice arena if you don't want to wait for five minute queues. So you're right. A lot of the top players have just been grinding creative. So that'll be super interesting. I mean, one player that comes to mind is on one. Like that dude just kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. Just a, an absolute cracked controller player. I think he's on controller. Yes. But both has been dominant the past couple of seasons, shown a lot of promise. And now maybe you take him with one of the top IGLs in East, throw them together, and damn, that's a good team. And I got to watch on one and Bach at the FNCS Invitational in the Lamp Pit, fearlessly challenging other players inside the pit and putting up just exceptional, not only just head-to-head, -head, you know, a Zone Wars battles and stuff but they they were really holding their own and, and dominating a couple of players so that's the thing standings right top 100 is the only players that get to participate now in central we're gonna see more upsets we're gonna see new players enter into this this ecosystem this space and just that level of elevated competition in my opinion is gonna take na east to a whole different atmosphere for quite some time now I feel like the narrative has been running away for the European players that they are just better. Superior because they have the larger player pool. Superior because they have the better practice happening around the clock. And just all around, putting up the numbers when it matters mechanically and, and you know, game sense-wise across the board. NA West has great practice, and they play Zone Wars. So to me, like I said, they're bringing something really unique to the space. NA East maybe lost their practice. Still exceptional players and they put up but now we bring them all together i'm just afraid that the reign of like all those big names from NAEs is is for sure gonna get chopped down well and i think for a little bit you could have gotten complacent in east right mm -hmm. if you're a top player top let's say 20 player in east you have really no worries about qualifying to finals and then that's really the only thing you're playing for but now we throw in Let's say the top 10 West players are at the same level of the top 20. And it may be more than that. I don't know the exact numbers. But now it is a much more competitive pool in North America. There's going to be more money at stake. But like you just said, it's going to be the same number of players making it to finals. So maybe this is a kick in the butt for some people. It's like, oh, I, I can't just sit here, rely on my game sense, not really practice that much, and we'll just continue to qual through everything because, you know, there's not a hundred top tier players on the region. That is what I'm most excited about is we get a little uptick, you know, turn it up a couple notches for NA. And then the other piece is storylines, right? Because we used to have split East and West, and then everybody would talk about NA is better than EU, but pretty much everyone was referring to NA East when saying it was better than EU and that whole discussion. Now we just straight up have North America versus Europe, and every other region is pretty much like its own continent almost mm -hmm. where it's boom 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 everyone from the best pieces of the world and we're not splitting it anymore so that is what i'm most excited about for this combination of competitors and we're kind of missing one piece of this entire puzzle 
Mexico. Mexican players now have a direct pipeline to the central server, which is going to be better ping for them than Brazil, West, or East options were before, which is also super interesting because we've seen what the Brazilian players have been able to do. And they're just, again, moving in a direction as they're starting to elevate themselves to a whole other level. They are on the quality bar of the best players globally. We saw it at the FNCS Invitational, straight up. Uh, all the players that showed up, PH Zin, Ed, King, you're right, these guys still got it. And not only that, they had a very small representation, sample size, at the Invitational and still put, putting up top 10 performances for the entire duration of the weekend. So bringing in these, this new Mexican demo, I mean, there, there could be some hidden gems there that we haven't even seen really been able to, to step up and start performing. So my initial take, I'm going to now answer your question. I'm excited for NA Central. I'm happy that NA gets this. It comes to the detriment, though. This is not all, all the grass is greener on this side. It's a little muddy here, too. There's a lot of players that now have the issue of worse ping, worse performance, potentially inevitable worse performance coming, and it's going to infect an entire population. And that population is probably all the Canadian players. Which some of my favorites are up there, man. Pam still oh, and Batch. Come on, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. We've seen some of like Scented is a form he is still Canadian. He doesn't live in Canada. <laughs> Former <anymore>. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Zate was also Canadian. So like some of the best players ever are Canadian players. So to I think I saw Pam and Fatch were somewhere in like forty to sixty ping in that range. And if you think about it, because I was seeing some discussion on Twitter they can't just easily move to the U.S. They can come vacation right. here for however many days is allowed with a visitor's visa, but you can't just come live in Dallas, Texas without getting permission from the U.S. government, which is going to be a, a much more difficult thing to, to do than you know you would think. You could just walk right in and be like, oh, yeah, what's up? I'm Canadian. It's cool. <laughs> uh, that's one piece. So not only that, but if we think about there's all these people that move to Virginia, they're now, you're just paying rent, right? Why does it matter if I'm in Virginia or Dallas, Texas? They're just going to move to Dallas. And then you have the players that formerly had good ping that can't move. Now are going to be at a big disadvantage when all of the top players in the world or North America, which is probably like 10 to 20 people I would expect, are now all on zero ping. And pretty much the rest of the lobby, because the way the population base works, the coasts are where all the people are. There's not a lot of people in the middle of the country, comparatively, right? So most of the people will have worse ping. And then you just get this massive advantage of all the people that did move. And now hard zero is going to be even more ridiculous than it was in the past. At least that's how I envision it. Um, I said a lot there, so fire yeah, away. Yeah, I think, I think, and just, just to kind of, again, zoom out a little bit here, I feel like, to your point, zero ping is going to affect an very elite group and it's going to be more more amplified if you will the results of that there's much more players participating obviously from east and west now and if the select few can get to zero ping they're going to have a huge advantage over a larger sample size of players that's kind of what i'm getting from this that's a bit of an issue it is a bit of an issue before competitively speaking integrity speaking you can say east and west was more competitive because more people had or larger sample sizes of players had chances to have better opportunity at better ping. But now that it's kind of moved to a completely new area, that's completely off the table. Only those who are 
able to afford it and, and who are liquid enough to just go ahead and, and move and, and relocate can gain that advantageous positioning. So there is going to be some skewing of like who's quote unquote good, right? Maybe for the first year, we'll see as things start to adjust and change. But there's also going to be people that we've never seen probably make the leap now because Texas is a great place. It's like central, like literally in the middle of the country. It's, it's you know, one of the most bubbling, you know, states to be in right now. There's a lot going for Texas. So I can see that this still being a good thing. But let's talk about some of the people that have some issues with this. Uh, Macwood, probably the most outspoken on socials at the moment. He just signed a 15-month lease. Just, just a couple a couple months back, signed a over a year and a half contract pretty much. Just about locking himself into his Virginia property that he was he was at. And now Centro Servers launched. Um, I mean, there's there's no no remorse for him from Epic Side, obviously. They don't care. They're just, you know, they're doing what they need to do. But it does suck. Like some of our better competitors. No, not some. Most of our best competitors, of course, relocated to, to Virginia to compete. Yeah, and then there's also like a smattering of people that lived in like Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York. May still all benefited. Live at home. Yep, yeah. all benefited, and they may still live at home now. And now you have to go to your parents and have that discussion, like, "Yo, mom, dad, can we uh, move to Dallas?" And <laughs> depending on what their parents are like, that's even either going to be a non-starter or there's going to be some actual discussion about doing it. But that is a huge difference, and I am excited because we are going to see new players that were previously playing on fifty to sixty ping, both in the central area of america and then mexico and maybe even some other central american countries well i can say i live in houston texas i'm in just around the katy area i get sub 15 ping to the dallas servers and my internet is not amazing by any means but i do have some version of fiber here at my home it's not no google at&t but i do have some version of fiber and i can say it feels damn good to be on like 15 ping all right because so i was playing 40 to east 60 to west so if i'm in houston Houston's is a huge city. Then I know for a fact, Austin's probably chilling. Dallas is for sure getting the zero ping. San Antonio's probably chilling because we're in like this, this little square, if you will, of three hours apart from one another. So if I'm three hours from Dallas, San Antonio and Austin, it's all, it's all kind of the same way. Everyone's three hours from each other. So everyone in this kind of area, I would say from Houston to Austin, San Antonio to Dallas, anywhere from like 20 ping and below. That's a huge huge chunk of folks that now have a chance to compete at a higher level potentially you just buffed a, a good population percentage they, right they did um, they did and there's a lot of space for people to move here like i said the real estate's booming here so i think we're gonna see an influx of fortnite players jumping in i think so too i mean there was already a ton of people i think you mentioned epic whale already i saw scented saying something about moving there there's going to be a lot of people that i say a lot but relative right there, there's only going to be 20 maybe 30 people that this is even reasonable for and they're going to make that jump but at the same time if you're living in virginia versus texas at least tax wise like that is a, a nice benefit also good right? too paying income yeah. taxes it's going to be cheaper than living in virginia and just regular old cost of living supplies are going to be cheaper so overall if you like texas over virginia it's also going to be a little money benefit to you as well here's what i'm super excited about get these pros to texas come do it because the boys at practice server are here as well i could start putting together some low-key lands too in the local environment you know these guys are going to be my neighbors so that's going to be another <laughs> just just a plus one you know that that we get to see what can what can make happen here so 
I'm all for it. I think this is going to support the Fortnite ecosystem in a lot of different ways. Um, right now, there are a lot of mixed emotions around. Again, I'm leaning heavily biased towards the benefits here that are available. My biggest, biggest eyes are on Mexico in particular, just to see what diamonds in the rough are existing out there, who's going to pop up, if any, this next year. You know, I love rooting for the, for the small guys and, and finding some new players. On that topic, I just want to give a little shout-out to Walkers. If you haven't been seeing what he's been up to at the FNCS, he has continued to make big steps. Uh, I got to meet him at one of the most recent events. I think it was the Invitational, actually, and he straight up came up to me and was like, dude, you've been a huge inspiration. A lot of what you said to me, because I DM'd him, and I've been encouraging him and like super supportive. He said, is it just helping fuel him to understand that he could do this like for real? And I talked with his dad about it. So it was like just super cool to see people just being, I think, affected by the influence that we have in this space as community leaders and then watching them literally step up, right? So like Walkers has been doing that. Let's jump into some other things though. We have Dignitas Bootcamp being announced, but more like a meetup. Uh, uh, SBG, take me through some of the details here. Team Dignitas is obviously one of the last standing organizations like real stand-up organizations they have p god on the roster they have marrow on the roster uh, i don't know if duke is still there but i'm assuming duke is still on the roster for yes. team dignitas they've continued to expand and invest in the space just recently we helped support them to host their ten thousand dollar fortnite tournament with team mike and ike mike and ike has continued to be an amazing investor and sponsor for their yeah their their time in the Fortnite space so i'm assuming because they have the they have the backing they're still here yeah it's a really cool event to see this normally this is what we see over in eu with what become legends used to do and as we know they're no longer in the space but dignitas bringing a bunch of the top players which happen to be their players together i don't know exactly who's coming because it says prepare for fncs major one grand finals with your favorite players i think cam said he's not going because he has school so you know you gotta gotta go get school but miro duke p god who else is on their roster there could be could be teammates right we might get that residual fallout True. maybe the teammates of some of these guys that's what i'm hoping for because if they're putting in the money to either rent or you know build a facility out there and they have a space for them to play or maybe even a house it would be really cool to see if all the players come together especially those teammates for the fncs and so it's like a two, three hour event. They said they're bringing L RLCS players. So if you're a Rocket League, it's going to be a combo of the two, I would imagine. And, you know, you get to meet some players. You could play against them. It's in Philly. So I'm assuming there's some land center in Philly. And that'll be a cool thing to do. Just hang out with your players, meet them. I've gotten to meet both Miro and Duke. Duke's a little character. Uh, <laughs> nice kid. And uh, yeah, just make them real people as opposed to just like a little character on a screen. I think that's important. That's right. And Philly has a really bubbling gaming community and space out there. I know more so for like what they do with Call of Duty and some of the Valorant tournaments. They for sure fill up. Our good friends over at Belong Arenas have a Philly station there too. And I think Nerd Street Gamers have a, a little land center out there. And both of those, again, have they fill out when they host, I think, Smash, Valorant, Call of Duty. Even some of the Fortnite tournaments, I've heard nothing but good things. So I do see this being a success. And I want to encourage organizations and just players in general, figure out ways to get inside some of these event services and, and build up your communities like this. So big shout out to Dignitas. There's been a lot of organizations that have come and gone inside the Fortnite space. Very few have hosted just a casual meet and greet for their 
players, which you would think would happen more just because you see this, again, in different spaces, what feels like pretty frequently. So I think I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, that would be one of the first things that I would try and do is make that make these players people, not just players. It's one of the things that like the NBA does so well is constantly putting those players front and center like boom this is more than just like a an nba player he does a bunch of stuff so glad right. to see dignitas, dignitas doing that and that that's a perfect segue because we kind of chat about miro chat about duke and and p god they've been of course competing and, and partaking in events that are happening around the around the clock but fncs is here we have huge or we've had a huge couple of weeks of coverage already kicking off. Things have been on the up and up for the EU and NA regions. Obviously, again, this ties into that announcement of NA Central. So I think there's a lot of motivation happening right now. Um, we've been covering FNCS week to week and kind of alluding to this thing called the Surge Week and how you have somewhat of this redemption around. We're pretty much here now, SPG. If you've performed well enough, you've punched your way to the qualifiers pretty much through and through but if you weren't quite there we do have this surgery coming up now yeah so it's going to be basically one lobby where a few more teams are going to make it we're going to see a few more teams be able to push through i believe it's top five in the overall standings and then the five winners of the five games that you're going to play so 10 more teams coming through that'll be really interesting because there's some big names that still need to make it i think bucky may actually be like right on the verge trying to get in the surge week and then obviously we had our, our top teams, which I thought was really cool for the first time. We had like a, almost a league, a three-week league where the top teams went straight to finals. And then we have everyone else that's now trying to get into finals through this surge week. I'm excited to see that. And the other thing that I was super excited to see is the teams that were easily qualified past surge week, not troll in week three. Like Kanata and Agers. They've been balling out, right? They've been one of the best teams, had no problems. They could have easily just chilled. Again, balled out in week three, didn't take it easy, didn't take their foot out of the gas. Same thing with like a Cami and a Seti over on EU. They dominated, played their regular, consistent, dominant style. And, you know, you have Queasy and Vino that just happened to win every single game ever that they ever play. And they, they have continued to do so. Quite literally, we've been watching them pop off. I'm just kind of browsing through some of the standout performances. Peter Botbuga took a first place in week two. Kanata Agers had that FNCS week one kickoff first place after session three. Kasker and Clarity are up there. Who, if anyone, has surprised you this season or this year so far? Who are you excited for for this this, this up and up right now? Because the players, like you said, we expect to be up there, are there. Yamzo, Rise, Threats, Macwood, like these, these are all names we've seen all year long and, and years before that. But there are some missing few. Acorn Cold, Miro Edgy, right? Like they're, they're coming in and they're, they're kind of floating around just outside those top performing spots. So doesn't mean they quite punched themselves all the way in. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest ones you were talking about earlier was Walkers. Walkers mm -hmm. playing with Vert, Vert has yep. been a very solid duo this FNCS. And Walkers has shown incredible prowess and promise, but has yet really to make that step to the top level. And now playing with the veteran and Vert, been there, done that, knows what he's doing. That duo is looking really well. And the other one that I've loved to see, obviously, all the top duos, right? I can name all the best guys in the world. They're always going to be there. But Pump and Trashy have really shown out. They've won the most games in the region during finals. They've won a game every single week. So you're playing 18 games. They've won at least three of them. I think they've won five total, which is 
Whoa. really impressive. Uh, and generally look to be like that next beast. We'll see now, right? Because Pump plays on controller. Very different when it comes to finals. Can you deal with Surge? Can you deal with all the problems that come with that? But they've looked promising in those finals lobbies. And I'm super excited because Pump's a player that, you know, he's been on that verge right there to become that next player. And, he, and really kind of stumbled every single time he got the opportunity. But now opportunity knocks again. Or is he answering the door? I hope so. That is a that is a good call out right there. And I agree with you, man. Vert. We've seen Vert. I think his his biggest performance pop off was right around when DreamHack was at its peak, and and he took a couple of those first places. And all of a sudden, it was like, all right, yeah, there's a guy called Vert, and he's putting up some numbers right now. What's going on here? And Vert was formerly on NA West, if I'm not mistaken, and and yes. was one of the few players that did relocate to East. So even more pressure on him to perform. Seeing him kind of come back this season and start to find a stride again is definitely promising. I think with NA Center's release, he's probably going to be more inclined to get closer to home, back to the West Coast. So that is, that's probably a, a huge thumbs up for him too. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. I mean, I got a, I got a question for you though. Pamso and Fatch have been well within the, the means of top 15, top 10 or so week to week in all the FNCSs, finals lobbies. Uh, is this going to be the, the last we see of the young French Canadians on, on the leaderboards? This, this might be one of the final chances they really have to um, take it all home. That's a really good point. But the thing is, I think it was one of those two put out a video of like, we're just playing against people that don't have to worry about ping. It was like four straight builds that they were trying to hold got taken first try. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. And they had to keep backing up and then they went, wind up going down. So maybe it's not that big of a deal right they're already at at that ping disadvantage when okay. it comes to zero versus 20 yeah i do think zero versus 40 to 60 is a, a bigger big difference yeah uh i think they'll consistently be there right consistently be a finals team but that could be the difference between them consistently being the top 10 team that they've been over the past year or being a top 25 team because I, I don't really see them dropping any lower than that based on how good they are but that's where I see them. I think I think there's also just room for a little more volatility now, as the pendulum starts to swing. Like we talked about, there's at minimal, let's just call it ten elite, exceptional West players, right? That are going to join the rankings of other just other elite part, uh, participation participators that are that are already existing in NA East. They're going to start again coming across other players, ruining other games. Like there's going to be a whole ripple effect of like. More great players ruining other pretty great players' chances, right? And, and that's going to start to cascade itself all through the standings. So as this level of competition elevates, it really is going to affect way more people than just, oh, 10 spots are now for sure taken. No, like, this is going to turn into tens of tens of positions being affected and borderline teams being pushed out that probably should be inside that, that top level of competition. So it's going to be a lot going on. But FNCS is here. This is going to be the last season that we get to witness on NA, East and West go head-to-head. -head. So they'll each crown their own individual champions. I think there's just a fun little narrative there. Who will be the champion, the final champion of NA, East and NA West before things merge? Wow, that's actually a good point. I haven't thought about that. You're like the last you champ. Are the, you will be the last NA East champ, man. Who will it be? Last we saw was Avery in Commandment just coming off and actually were, yeah they were in the head-to-head -head clash against pamstone fatch and some yep. of the other competitors that we saw in that top three so which is i think miram booga potentially there 
can confirm that mm-hmm. now we've been following jamper and paper this entire time right so you know feel like we have to give an update on what's going on unfortunately it looks like they've both gone home they're still playing together they're going to be in surge week they're just outside of the top 40 so pretty much uh, jamper put out a statement on twitter we've been getting worse since playing with each other and living together it Tough. doesn't build that cohesiveness I don't think it was cohesiveness but like that constant grind mentality that they've had you know maybe they're just having too much fun and not playing enough Fortnite. so looks like the content's gonna reel back with those two i think jamper said he's still gonna make some but only be on his own love to see that but i also understand if it's not working change it up try and fix it that's what they're gonna do and then going over to the eu side this is one of the most stacked like surge weeks or semifinals that we'll have we got teams like Axe Force, Axe Force and Vortexers, Chapix, Ziandi, Lucia, Nefries, Vadil, Noah Riley, AD, and Hardfine, Pink, and Nebs. Like some of the best players in Europe did not qualify to the top 40. And I think that goes back again to that conversation we were talking about earlier. That is a stacked region. There yes. is so many good players. And if you just look through that top of the EU leaderboard, there's going to be some names where you're like, I've barely even heard of these guys. But that's how good and how little of a, a gap there is between, let's say, top 10 and top 250. Right. There's just way too many players. We've seen this every single season, way back from when, like, I think Kidstar had missed one of his first finals or something like that. And everyone was just like, missing in a finals? Like, where's, where's, right? Like, it's just like, hey, man, it literally happens. And, and they've only continued to grow as a population and improving their game and that's why we see all these newer names there was a point in time remember way back when you couldn't really name a lot of eu players like you knew benji mr savage and mongrel like that was about it and uh now eu has really come to the forefront in the na market and just globally accepted as amazing competitors and everyone knows about what's going on there we follow the scene super closely with fncs surge week again just around the corner it is going to be an extremely contentious weekend of competition. If you haven't been watching any of the FNCS weeks because you don't really care about the buildup too much, this is where you jump in and you start watching like, okay, who's going to make it and who isn't? It's going to start getting very, very good. And then before we know it, the qualifiers are here, like the finals, finals lobbies are here and it's game time. It is. And shout out to Kanata. Like, the only player in NA East that's qualified to every single FNC. Holding a throne. Holding a throne. Every single single one, which is unbelievable. And he's pretty much a guaranteed top 10. Last year, I think he was 6-5-5. Five, five. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely absurd. Very, very good. Well, there's a lot happening with FNCS. We're right in the, in the thick of it. The Heroes arc comes next. Who will be the last crowning kings of NA East and West? I am very, very happy to watch that play out. We have now as well... Zero build on the uptick. Tifu hosting these $100,000 tournaments back-to-back weeks. And uh, they've, they've drawn in some fun players and participants along the way. We got to see 72 hours in chat. Jump right back into Fortnite and start having fun. Dipping their toes in what is the zero build environment. Zero build continues to be this perfect product to just play the game at a semi-casual, semi-competitive level and enjoy yourself. I mean, that that's kind of exciting, right? We didn't expect to see go an OG like 72 hours jumping back in. Kind of exciting. Bro, 72 hours is my favorite player ever okay. to watch. Heck like, yeah. hands down. 
because he would always stream anything and he's constantly trying to break the game. Yes. However the game's supposed to be played, he's like, no, 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 I'm going to press all the buttons and find out a way this game doesn't work. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited, but I don't think they're fully coming back to play competitive. I wish they were. I think they both realize how big of an ask that would be. Maybe, though. Hey, maybe a central comes around. They're like, we're some dogs. We're going to get after it and try and qualify for an FMCS again. That would make my day. For sure, for sure. But I think what's most important to note out here is, you know, these zero build tournaments are definitely beneficial to the entire space and community. There's a point in time where we saw zero build competition and all of the competitive scene was like, oh, they're going to take our money. And, you know, why do they get a, you know, they don't deserve an FNCS or their own competitive track and all this kind of crazy stuff. But it's been nothing but, I think, beneficial to the entire scene. It's revitalized a good chunk of creators. It almost carries the category to some degree at the kind of the mid-size streamer channel level and up towards the top as well. There's a lot of big streamers that still play almost exclusively zero build. So just want to kind of retouch on that point that there were, just to remind you guys, there was for sure, remember that time when everyone hated the idea of zero build comp, like competitive? But now we're starting to see the benefits. Y'all don't see SVG's camera, but this man just raised his hand like, yeah, screw that. No, 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 no. I don't like it as the main game mode. I love it in the way that it's been implemented and used. Mm -hmm. I was scared, right? <laughs> I was a scared little boy that they were coming for my competitive Fortnite, but clearly that's not happening. It's just being used as like a pedestal now. And I think it works perfectly in the e competitive ecosystem. What do you think about the prize pools merging from East and West? What do you mean? What do I think? Like, like you think you think this is a good thing for the space? Like, does this lean more towards we're inflating pricing again? Because you know, like we've seen in the past, when the numbers are big and stuff, it kind of does like diminish what people feel about the smaller tournaments. And the space has casually moved in this direction of like, I guess, more realistic sized events as far as like total pricing goes for third parties and stuff like that. But now we're introducing FNCS where the prize pool is like legitimately effectively doubled like is it's it's a fat prize pool i don't know i just wanted to see if there was any other underlying thoughts about that um i mean i think it's nice for like the same players that are gonna win every event anyway right it's like probably an extra few grand in their pocket as opposed to i don't think it really affects anyone else right because i think na total prize pool is somewhere around like two hundred fifty thousand west is or na east is 250 no it's probably lower it's probably like 200 west is like 60 or 70 so it's not a huge chunk it's like an extra quarter added on okay. but i mean still we're talking about 60 dollars. if i made that in a year i'd be pretty happy i so. just wasn't sure if there was anyone i guess on socials talking about how because there's the merging of the regions and i think that's going to go as far as merging the cash cups and all the other competitions, everything. just like everything, yes, is coming together. There's less people that have an opportunity to earn prizing as far as total numbers go. Yeah, the numbers are bigger. There's literally less people earning money across the entire NA region. I haven't seen anyone bring it up, but I'm not on Twitter all the time. So I just wanted to run that one by you. No, it's a good point. I didn't think of that, to be honest, that now, I mean, you're dropping, what, top 40 players in FNCS make some money? Mm. And now we're going from 80 in North America to 40 total. The one thing, so I threw this out there the other day, is that the new solo cash cup format, I think, is exactly what this is for, to get more players to be able to earn money and have that opportunity, get that competitive itch in them. So 
top players, cool. They're still going to win money, earn, and try and reach FNCS is like the goal. But for your beginner, you're someone that's not going to be able to play six to eight hours plus a day. You can now play a solo cash cup, win a game, make some money, and then that's how you stay in competitive, which you know is a little different than we've seen in the past. Yeah, for sure. There's always been this kind of thing where it's like, what are your earnings? <laughs> and if you're not making any money, then like, what the heck are you doing? It's kind of a fine balance. Winning money for sure feels good for any competitor. I think it's going to, like you said, revitalize their, their interest in the game and, and want to keep people around. Talking about revitalization, though, we do have Reese Hub making the return, dropping some tutorials, dropping his shorts content, pulling in the big numbers. There was a point in time just a couple months ago where we spoke about his departure and Reese had a little, uh, I guess, a little something to say about it. He's he's cooled off. He's maybe hit more of a realization point and, and understanding like, hey, my bread and butter is here in Fortnite. Got to do what you got to do. And he still loves the game. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said in his video. And I was talking to him. It's helped me out with some YouTube stuff. So shout out, Reese. Uh, but he's just like, dude, I, I love Fortnite. And I kind of need to make some money if I am going to stay doing this full time, which I totally understand because I just go get a new job. I can't be doing this without, you know, making any money. You can't mm -hmm. just sit here and make YouTube videos. And even if it's a couple thousand dollars, as you know, that doesn't pay the bills, especially after taxes. So you got to find ways to make it work. Reese was like, hey, I got 100,000 plus subscribers. I've been doing well on this channel. It doesn't take me a ton of time to make these videos, even though they're bangers every time. And, dude, I mean, he's like us. He keeps coming back no matter what he says. You love Fortnite. It's like this game, there's something different about it, and you can't walk away no matter how much you want to. Yeah, so seeing him come back, huge net positive for the entire space. We talked about it when, when he more or less walked away was that he, he's our, like, the pinnacle of, of content creator in our space right now. There's not a, a person who has the editing capabilities that he does attached along with the analytical brain that he does. Just a special combination that allows him to make very unique content. And he, he shows it off, man. He pops off every single time. So him coming back to the game is going to be a, for sure a huge benefit. Hopefully he didn't, you know, piss off too many people by, uh, you know, throwing, it, throwing his hands in the air and, and walking away. I do still see a world where, yeah, Resub should totally be back on the FNCS or something like that and, and start making his rounds and his appearances. I guess we didn't really talk too much about that, but I mean, yeah, he, I guess, decided that he had to step away when if he wasn't going to make the bag, being a commentator for a season. And yeah, you know, it definitely hurt him in his feelings. But again, the way he decided to walk away, I think was still pretty respect, respectful. It wasn't like he was, you know, deciding to host his own event or something like that, try to tackle the throne or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he did in the way that he does everything mm -hmm. class, precision, and, uh, well well edited so glad to see that he's back he's already put out two new videos and i don't know if he made some more shorts i would assume he did but yeah the man is um an inspiration to me shout out to him because he's been shout a friend and helps me along the way so very appreciative that he's back even though i don't think he was not gonna help me regardless <laughs> uh, but he's a good dude he's someone we need in the space with a, a lack of role models he's someone that can be one for sure, for sure. Big, big respects to my boy Resub. Guys, go check him out if you haven't seen what he's doing already. Maybe like regular content and stuff is not for you. You've you've grown past that. But if you want highly edited tutorial style educational content, breakdowns, story driven type 
stuff. He's he's all over it. He's really making just exceptional content. There's a reason we speak so highly of him. So huge positive for the entire Fortnite space with him coming back into the game. And that's really it from us. We had, again, a little two-week break. We left some of the stuff in the past. We're just jumping right into what's relevant for today and right here, right now. And I want to thank you guys again for listening through to the very end and apologize in advance. I'm sorry, but not sorry. My son is here and he's an infant, man. He's going to need a lot of time from daddy. So that's just it's what it is. SBG, my boy, we didn't get Panda on here today, but big respects to Panda. He's, he's cooking on something real cool. Make sure y'all show him some love. He should be making some announcements soon. Yeah, y'all will be seeing why Panda isn't here soon mm -hmm. enough. Don't don't worry about it. Well, as always, guys, don't forget to send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Before we get out of here, we're gonna give somebody's gun the mic to let people know where he's at all week and where you guys can find him. Uh somebody's gun on YouTube and Twitter. It's probably gonna slow down. I had to go get a real job. Um I say that as I worked in gaming for two years for the past two years, but it's not doing it, not paying the bills, and before it becomes a problem, I had to go get a job. So Things will slow down. I want to make sure that I'm successful at that and not just kind of showing up and not doing anything, but that's what I'm up to. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen, you got to win in life at all times and, and just continue doing what you do, my boy. That's uh, that's what matters. For me, guys, at MonsterDFace across all social handles, working on a new project. I'm hoping to announce to y'all soon. And yeah, man, enjoy FNCS. Like I said, I won't be there this season. I'll Maybe, maybe I'll show up next season. I don't know, man. Having a child is a lot of responsibility. So we'll see how, how the cookie will crumble. And word, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. So don't forget to dance out those kills and boost those victory royales. Peace, y'all.